This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. And I'm Ana Maria Sayer. Let the chisme begin. Reloj de gente camino. Oh, no. No more singing. We're not normalizing singing on this show. That's what we have the artists for. Especially my singing. Okay, I'm singing a bolero because it's February and it's time for Valentine's Day. So we want to do a nice little special show for Valentine's Day. And you know we love love here at Alt Latino. <laughs> love love. If the people knew, Felix, how much time we spend unpacking dissecting, analyzing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't want to know. Okay. But for now, we're doing this podcast. <laughs> and what we're going to do is we're going to feature Bolero. And here's why. Because I don't know if you noticed, but in late last year, in December, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, or UNESCO, recognized the song form known as Bolero as an intangible cultural heritage of humanity. And their quote was, they are an indispensable part of the Latin American sentimental song, and they have served as a means of expressing emotions and feelings for over a century, end quote. And it's something they do every year to preserve cultures and artifacts around the world in need of protection. And this year they chose Bolero. Mm. I couldn't be happier. Wow, Felix, I don't know if I've ever heard a more accurate description of Bolero, I mean, that's what it is. It's become something so important across all of Latin America. I mean, I don't know anyone who can't get struck in the corazón with a bolero. And I always believed that boleros were from Mexico because growing up, there were so many great boleros attributed to Mexican composers. But as I got older, I discovered more about music. They actually originated in Santiago de Cuba in 1883. There was a composer named Jose Sanchez who was credited with writing the first bolero called Tristezas. Some of the most well-known and loved boleros are by Mexican composers, and I don't want to start any fights or anything here. I was going to say, Felix, I mean, not to, you know, but who sings love like Mexicans? Okay, don't send us any letters. Hear us out. Go ahead. But, 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 all that to say, I mean, that is the beauty of this music is because, A, the letra and the the music of it is so transcendent and, and... I think everyone in Latin America, regardless of where it's come from, has fallen in love with this form of music. I mean, we're featuring artists on the show who come from all parts of Latin America, from Colombia, Ecuador, you name it. The way that it's reflected in so many different cultures is the fact that you can have a bolero with a mariachi. You can have a bolero with an Afro-Caribbean big band. You can have a bolero with a, a Colombian guitar trio. You know, I mean, it's like it's everywhere. It's the song form. It's the emotion. It's the slow pace. It's the personal and heartfelt communication. That's the essence of bolero, but it's everywhere. And it's so complex, Felix. I think that's what's so addictive to me about boleros is you can't have just pure love or pure heartbreak in a bolero. Everything is tinged with either like 
Happy heartbreak, it's like you're you're sad, you're melting, you're depressed, but there's something glorious about it. Or you're happy and you're in love, but there's there's a tinge of sadness there. It's like everything is melancholy, and what's more Latino than that? <laughs> That's definitely the case, man. Okay, here's how we're celebrating the Bolero this week. Now, we spoke with four artists, names that you'll recognize, and we gave them the impossible task of choosing just one of their favorite boleros to talk about. And we're going to hear why they chose that song, and then we're going to hear the song. But don't worry. We, too, put ourselves through the horrible, painful, terrible task of having to pick just one bolero, which is maybe the most difficult thing you have ever made me do on this show, Felix. <laughs> you could write a bolero about having to choose a bolero. <laughs> <laughs> About how painful it is because you love them so much. Woe is me, my <laughs> love, my intense affection for the bolero. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with you. What song did you choose? Oh, man, Felix, I was in agony over this choice. I could probably rattle off like 30 favorites right now. But to help myself, I cheated a little bit, okay? I did post on my Instagram just like what boleros are on people's mind today. And oh my God, the speed of the responses. I think everyone has a bolero in their back pocket. And one artist who people pointed me towards who wasn't at the top of my brain is Julio Jaramillo, who encapsulates so much of the beautiful transnational identity of this music. Now, he's famously from Ecuador, but spent time in Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, and Uruguay. He was active towards the end of the golden era of the bolero, so from the early 50s to the late 70s. And he's done everything. He did boleros, tango, rancheras, so he's adopted it all and done it with this beautiful, transcendent, influential vocal. I mean, if you listen to it, the emotion, because that's key. To a good bolero, you have to have the emotion in those vocals. So I'm going to let you listen to this song that I chose, which in particular, to me, embodies all of the agony and the contrast that is a bolero. It's odiame, which means hate me. Odiame por piedad, yo te lo pido. Odiame sin medida ni clemencia. Odio quiero más que indiferencia Porque el rencor hiere menos que el olvido Odiame por piedad, yo te lo pido Odiame sin medida ni clemencia If you listen to these lyrics, Felix, it, it blows my mind. I'll, I'll read them to you in English, just the first verse. Hate me for pity's sake, I beg you. Hate me without measure or mercy. Hate, I want more than indifference because resentment hurts less than oblivion. Oh! Yeah! Oh. No, I know! Oh, my God! <laughs> These guys, they're so tortured. I mean, it's definitely like oh. un poquito tojico. It's like, uh, oh, wow, okay. So this is how we're thinking about love. But it makes you kind of proud a little bit that we can feel love with such depth. <laughs> Now let's hear from your first artist. My first artist is someone who was absolutely raised on tradition. Vicente Fernandez's granddaughter, the amazing mariachi singer Camila Fernandez. Well, my favorite bolero is Reloj. Reloj no mar. 
para siempre cuando amanezca otra vez. Reloj tells a story of like a love that you have to enjoy every moment because it's like so romantic and I also love like every note of it and I just enjoy singing it. Have you heard the story of Relo? Like what the story is about? Yes. Do you, have you? Well, I've heard, heard multiple versions. So I was curious oh. what you've heard, like why why he wrote it. I mean, people have told me about the story about Relo, but they've told me like, but don't say, don't say the real story about Relo, you know? And I'm like, I don't know if I should say this right now. But you tell me the story, the real story about the <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you my two versions. Ready? Yeah, you tell me. You tell Primero, me. Primero, the beautiful uh-huh. romance of his wife was dying or in the oh, hospital, yeah. and mm-hmm. so he was like, "I wrote a song about like my love and only having so much time with your love." And then yeah. the second one okay. was that he found a lover on tour, and so he wrote it about not wanting to leave her. Have you heard either of those? I heard the first one. I heard the first one. <laughs> Because uh, they say that in the living room that was in at the hospital, there was mm-hmm. like a huge clock in front of him. And then they say that he started writing down the song when he had the, the huge clock in front of him. Mm-hmm. El, el famosísimo reloj. Uh, and then, yeah, he started writing this song, like, Reloj, no marques las horas, porque voy a enloquecer. And yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. But I have two, uh, two favorite boleros. Also, Bésame Mucho, which was... One of the first bolero ranchero that I started singing when I was super little, when I was like three years old at parties and stuff, that my grandma would say, oh yeah, sing this one, or my, my dad or my grandpa. And I would always sing that song, and I love that song with my heart. It's so special to me. <laughs> that is perfect. What are your favorite versions? Ooh, I mean, well, the original one from Besame Mucho. A lot of people don't know that uh, a Mexican woman wrote that song. And I'm pretty proud of that. Girl mm-hmm. power, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I actually really fell in love with the story that she wrote this song to a man she was in love with because she had never been kissed before. So that's why she wrote that song. I love the story behind it and she sings it beautifully. And there has been a lot of versions, which I really like. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think the the true love of a bolero, of a good bolero, is how you make your own version of a bolero, right? Mm-hmm. You, you make it sound as if your soul was into it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I love, really love about, about boleros too. Verte, 
Next up, I spoke with El Macha. He's from a group called Macha El Bloque Depresivo, which is a band coming out of Chile who's currently reimagining boleros. Soy del Bloque Depresivo y la canción bolero que ahora escucho porque tengo muchas favoritas se llama Sin Excusas. Ok. ¿Y qué significa este bolero para ti? Es, es, es un bolero que hice hace como 10 años y habla un poco de, la, de las rupturas amorosas, pero desde otro punto de vista como queriéndolo hacer más que sufriendo, por eso que se acabó mm. y eso me gustaba porque le da una vuelta al, al clásico sufrimiento el clásico sufrimiento tenía algo, tenía como un bolero que escuchaste mucho cuando era chiquito algo así, con tu familia en casa se llamaba vergüenza ajena ¿De, ¿De quién? De un grupo chileno que se llama Los Jaivas. Vergüenza, cada día más vergüenza. Un grupo que no hace boleros, pero que le pidieron hacer música de una película y en esa película quisieron interpretar a la señora que hacía el aseo en la casa y le pusieron un bolero cuando aparecía ella. Es un clásico, siempre como una cosa bien como clasista que se le asigna a la gente más pobre el amor por el bolero o las cumbias. ¿Y por qué crees que ustedes escucharon este bolero mucho? Ah, porque hermoso. Lo hicieron muy bien ellos. Es una canción muy, muy, muy bonita con una sonoridad única porque le metieron como la guitarra de palo, le decimos en Chile, como la guitarra acústica. Mm. Eh, tiene una sonoridad muy bonita y el cantante era extraordinario el gato. ¿Crees que este bolero fue parte de, de tu inspiración para, para empezar a tocar, tocar boleros, cosas así? Seguro que sí, como todas las canciones eh, de bolero. Igual a mí lo que me hizo como un punch en la cabeza fue cuando escuché por primera vez el disco, el primer disco de José Feliciano. Con trabajo, guitarra, bongo y la voz de él, y eso lo escuché y dije, wow. Se me había olvidado esto, lo quiero hacer. <ríe> es el primer disco entero. Ah. De la Copa Rota, del Cielito, del Salud, Salud, Cariño. Porque mañana siempre exista la alegría. Todas esas canciones son hermosas. We'll be back with more boleros right after this. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy. Family, work, living a fuller life. Teladoc Health understands. Whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight, Teladoc Health can help. Visit teladochealth.com slash what's your why for more information. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C health slash what's your why. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle, find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Support for NPR and the following message come from NPR sponsor Allianz Travel Insurance. Medical emergencies, travel delays, canceled flights, anything can happen when you travel. That's why more than 70 million American travelers choose Allianz Travel Insurance to help them with headaches along the way. Get a quote and learn more at AllianzTravelInsurance.com. And we're back with our favorite boleros. Okay, the first artist I spoke to is Louis Perez, one of the founding members of Los Lobos. Okay, Louis, I gave you the impossible task of choosing just one of your favorites to, to talk to me about. What'd you come up with? Well, yeah, you said like you warned me, it was, it was difficult to come up with uh with that that one definitive favorite one because there's, there's many, you know. But I came up with Por Todo el Año by Jose Alfredo Jimenez. What is it about this song that speaks to you? Well, for one thing, it's a hugely popular song. Uh, and he's the most, most quotable lyricist, songwriter of all of Mexico, as far as Branchetta is concerned, and beyond that. And lyrically, it's just so so beautifully put together. He uh, can turn a phrase, and, and the feeling, it, it, this song, it happens in real time. It's about uh, heartbreak. But it's like happening right now. He's talking about sitting at a bar, thinking about, you know, I'm seriously going to get drunk tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk tonight. <laughs> and if you hear about me being drunk, you're speaking to the woman at this point. If, if somebody tells you that they saw me drunk, then you should take a lot of pride knowing that it was because of you. <laughs> He finishes by saying, um, From this blow, I know I'll never be able to get up. And whether I like it or not, I'm going to die from love. And and it's just like, wow, I mean, get out of here. You know, even, even it, okay, we know that, that, that Spanish to English, it creates this big divide. It doesn't resonate. But even in English, this thing sounds beautiful. Can you just imagine in Spanish? And then the melody, and then the 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 mariachi in the background. I just, it's got everything that 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 I love about about Mexican music. I spoke to Ile Ileana Cabra from her home in Puerto Rico about her pick. Well, it, it was very difficult, but I had to, I think it was easier for me when I focused on my beginnings, when I started listening to Bolero and the first female bolerist <laughs> that I knew was La Lupe. Según tu punto de vista Yo soy la mala, en tu novela. 
she was like my biggest um, female mentor in Bolero. So I feel that I learned a lot listening to her songs. And this song, La Gran Tirana, is very special because it was uh, written by Tite Curera Alonso, that is one of the biggest Puerto Rican composers in salsa and bolero as well. So I appreciate Tite and we as Puerto Ricans, I appreciate his his work a lot. Um, and my dad, I remember when I first listened to this song, my dad told me that it was originally written for a man. And I don't remember what the situation was exactly, uh, but then suddenly I don't know if, if someone's suggested it to be for a woman or if it was Tita himself. I don't know that part, but suddenly that they gave the song to La Lupe. So, I mean, there's no way back. Like you listen to that song and it was, I mean, I don't know how it was written for a man. Like it, it should have always been written for a woman and especially La Lupe. And I feel that it gives the song so much of a bigger power, you know, um, And I love the message of the song, especially coming from a woman. So I've always loved that story. And, and I remember when I listened to it, like I was in my teenage years. So it was like very important for me at last to listen to female voices with a female empowerment. It was amazing. Según tu punto de vista, yo Most of us listen to boleros and listen to music, but specifically boleros as a listener. And we relate to the lyric, to the emotion, to the sentiment. But as a vocalist, what does it take to successfully sing a bolero so that I can feel, maybe even cry? What does it take? <laughs> It, it, it takes a lot of connection, and and I know that maybe for me it's a, a it's an incredible exercise. Um, but I know that it might be difficult for for some people. I mean, it is difficult because it takes a lot of dedication and energy. But when you read the song, especially, and you try to analyze word by word, and and you try to visualize the story behind it even if it's something that you don't know exactly where the song comes from, but you try to connect it to some situation in your life or in someone else's life that you feel connected to. I mean, and as women, I feel that we have a lot of different connections uh, that we, we can feel identified with, even if we haven't gone through the same situation. It's a very introspective exercise that I love because like even if the situation can be similar, it never comes from the exact same place. So maybe to some other singer, it can they can feel like a very rage energy, but maybe this other singer can feel it softer and they're both great. But 
uh, even if they're different, the important thing is to transmit that uh, honesty, you know, that, that the song uh, expresses. So I feel that it, it's, it's that, you know, you have to feel a lot of connection to the song and try to disconnect a little bit with technicalities, maybe. I think it's more of a intuition or an energy vibe. <laughs> I remember reading an, inter an interview with uh, Ella Fitzgerald, who said that for her it was like she had to become like like an actor, like an actor does to find inspiration. Like you lose yourself in a role, so she would lose herself. She would put herself in the lyrics, and she interpret she was interpreting the lyrics, and that that made all the difference for her to be able to deliver such a powerful emotion. You have to, like you were saying, you have to put yourself in that spot and imagine that it's your life. Yeah, definitely. And and we as singers can be storytellers, you know, and, and if it's important for you that people connect as much as possible with that story of the song, then you have to do your best to to feel connected to it. And it has to be authentic and, and it has to come from the heart. And you really don't know exactly how it's going to come out because it, it's a very deep feeling and suddenly like your voice can transform into some something new that you never expected um but that's what's the magical part of of interpreting a song you know and and even if it's yours or not i i feel that it's both things are are incredible because sometimes you can write your own song and you don't even know how or from where this song came from and suddenly when you get to the studio you you start to interpret it differently and then you try to understand size of yourself and and you go back to that moment that you never knew uh what was going on but then suddenly in the studio you understand everything better and and it comes out differently sometimes than when you, the time you wrote it okay felix i know you've been on the edge of your seat waiting jumping up and down i've been watching you this whole time what is your bolero pick some say this is the world's most famous bolero. It was written in 1959 by Mexican composer Alvaro Carrillo. It's been covered by countless vocalists, bands, mariachis, conjuntos in Spanish. It's also been recorded in English, French, German, Japanese, Mandarin, Portuguese, Russian, Italian, and even Zapotec from Oaxaca. Tanto tiempo disfrutamos de este amor. Almas se acercaron tanto así. A little bit about the artist. Edie Gourmet was not Latina. She was born in New York and grew up in the 30s and the 40s. She and her family were Sephardic Jews, and they grew up speaking Ladino, which is a language based on medieval Spanish. So they spoke Ladino, they spoke Spanish, they spoke English, completely trilingual. She had success in the 50s and the early 60s as a mainstream big band singer. And in 1964, a record producer suggested she record with Trio Los Panchos, which is a very, very popular vocal and guitar group in the United States and Mexico. 
This album, Amor, broke all kinds of sales records. It went viral on steroids back then. Sales all over the U.S. and Latin America were the equivalent of billions of streams. It was a cross-cultural mega success. So popular that in 1965, they recorded a follow-up and called it Mas Amor. Edie Gourmet, an artist who doesn't get the recognition she deserves for creating space for Latin music among non-Spanish speakers. I have three favorite versions of Sabor a Mi. It was really hard, but I chose this one. Sabor a Mi. You know, Felix, how I told you I cheated a little bit in the beginning? Just like, you know, put a few feelers out. So I had so many people reply to that message because, again, I don't know, something about boleros. No one gets more excited than over boleros. So we actually compiled a few of our favorite responses to this, and we're going to play them for you. So you're going to get a little bit of a taste of the energy, the excitement, and why some of these boleros mean so much to people like you. Hello, my name is Hector, and... My favorite bolero, I think, will be Vamos a darnos tiempo, originally by Jose Jose, but my favorite version is by Alejandro Fernandez. My grandpa is a musician and he used to sing many songs to me when I was a baby, but they say every time he started singing this specific song, I started crying. And they used to say, like, in my past life, a lover broke my heart or something. My favorite bolero of all time is Un Poco Más by Los Tres Aces. Un Poco Más. Because I think it perfectly captures how painful and all-consuming loving somebody can be. Hi, NPR Music. My favorite bolero is called This Asociativa by Daniel Me Estás Matando. They have been responsible for making the bolero evolve and remain in Mexico and, in my opinion, the world. Noche No Te Vayas es mi canción favorita de boleros. Noche No Te Vayas, quédate con nosotros para siempre. Tú que sabes que somos dos amantes que vivimos dos vidas Diferentes. Con los años que me quedan de Gloria Estefan. Sé que aún me queda una, una oportunidad. Sé que aún no estás tarde para recapacitar. Para mí, uno de los boleros más bonitos es Caminito, interpretado por la dulce voz de Eidi Gorme y Los Panchos. Caminito que el tiempo ha borrado, que juntos... Está basada en una pareja de enamorados, la cual fue separada por circunstancias de la vida. El compositor de esta canción se la escribió basada en el amor que le tenía a esta chica. Con el tiempo, la chica cantaba la canción sin saber que estaba compuesta en su propia historia. Caminito, una canción muy bella. 
Hi, I'm Judith Gomez from Springfield, Virginia. I've been the director and violinist of Mariachi Estrellas based here in Washington, D.C. for close to 40 years. While there are many great boleros, one of my favorites is Pedro Infante's Flor Sin Retoño. Because both its musicality and lyrics evoke the pain and longing we've all felt at one point or another in our lives. Ay, papi, lloro por ti. Thank you to Judith Gomez and Marbella Espadas, Guerrero de la Rosa, Hector Rodriguez Bosch, Luis Garcia, Maria Urdaneta Gonzalez, and Chuy Gallardo. I heard a number of songs I like on those messages. And if you heard something that you like, you can hear them on a playlist that we put together with the songs you heard in this episode on Apple and Spotify. Check them out. And that playlist is linked in the description of this episode. You have been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. Our audio producer for this episode is Joaquin Cutler. Our editor is Hazel Sills, and the woman who keeps us on track is Grace Chung. Thank you to Soraya Muhammad, and congratulations on her new position as executive producer for NPR Music. And to our jefe-in-chief, Keith Jenkins, VP of Music and Visuals. I'm Felix Contreras. And I'm Ana Maria Sayer. Thank you for listening. Hit the music, Joaquin. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.